This is HPR episode 2377 entitled, A Rambling Drive Into Work. It is hosted by Mr. X, and is about 23 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, an attempt at making a show on the way into work. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. This is probably the perfect episode to post after my smug episode previously about how best to record a podcast for HPR because this definitely isn't the best way to record a show for HPR. However, hopefully it'll be interesting enough the bits you can um, make out anyway. Um, it's um, certainly not up to the high standards that Dave Yates uh, did uh, and um, I, I, I suspect my microphone was probably a wee bit on the sensitive side uh, um, and or it was maybe where it was uh, situated I had it clipped onto uh, uh, my shirt and uh, I don't know if that had something to do with it Um being a dictation system and I guess it's quite handy for the microphone to be quite uh, sensitive to pick up around the room and whatnot. so um, I don't think it was a device itself but more the microphone to blame so um, if you want to skip this one feel free because um, it's a bit rambly and as I say some of it's not uh, understandable but uh, I'll post it anyway just, just for the hell of it Hello and welcome Hacker Public Radio audience and welcome to this podcast. I'd like to start by thanking the people at HPR for providing this service. It's really valuable and uh, it's very easy to pick up a microphone and record something so why don't you post one yourself. So I thought today I'd do a Dave Yates and uh, remember Dave Yates and he used to do his, uh, his driving show and talking about Linux and whatnot. 
I really missed that. It was uh, it was really great to hear Dave on um, a while ago on HPR. Uh, if you're listening, Dave, it's really really good to hear you. Uh, I look forward to hearing you posting something else. If you got a chance. But I know uh, life gets in the road, doesn't it, at times? Um, it's uh, currently uh, Monday, the seventh of August. Um, it's twelve degrees. It's uh, six twenty-seven. I actually set out at uh, I don't know, just ten past six, something like that, in the morning. Because um, it takes me about forty-five minutes. Travelling along the A720 City Bypass in Edinburgh to go to work. Um, I have no idea what we talk about. I just thought I'd uh, ramble a little of incoherent nonsense. And uh, I might not even keep this because uh, I'm just really a child. I'm using a
about the dodgy knee or should I say if I'm driving a manual I have a dodgy knee focus has done 54,000 miles um, it's been good so far um, it seems very smooth and quiet compared to the previous focus I had um, that's the thing you tend to find when you get an automatic um, you tend to go uh, here in the UK you know you go to a garage to pick up the back car and they might have uh, either 20 or 30 cars on display and two of them automatics so uh, your, cha your choices are very very limited um, invariably they're often the higher spec models which I suppose is handy so this is a, a Gia model uh, and it's got uh, heated front windscreens um, automatic wipers uh, things like that Um, the last focus I had, I was, um, I can't remember the, that, that exact reason, but I was needing to get a car in a hurry. And uh, so, I think my car had failed, so uh, I went to a, a local garage and um, there was this uh, focus on the forecourt and uh, I think uh, it had something like, well, it might have been 120,000 miles on the clock, something like that. And uh, I thought, oh, that's a bit, a bit iffy. But uh, it was the only automatic they had. I wasn't necessarily wanting to spend a lot of money, so I uh, bought the car. Well, I took it for a test drive, and the thing that struck me was how, how well it drove, because it had done such a high mileage. And fair enough, that's, that was without any prompting, that's what the garage owner had said, you know, we, we wouldn't normally have a car with such mileage in the forecourt, but uh, it drove so well, it came up from another garage and uh, they decided to put it on the forecourt. I think at that time also, um, I can't remember the reason, if something was going on in the country and there was a bit of a shortage of cars at the time. Maybe something to do with scrappage schemes, I can't remember. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I had a 120,000 on the clock, and um, by the time I sold it, it had uh, 170,000 on the clock. And this this car, which I thought was only going to last me six months, actually lasted oh, about five years, four and a half, five years, something like that. And um, mechanically, uh, it was utterly dependable. I think, you know, I might have had a bit of an exhaust changed, tyres changed, servicing, that was it, Noth nothing went wrong, nothing at all. Um, 
absolutely delighted with the car. Um, only uh, what tended to go wrong was um, the first thing that happened, probably within a week, was that the the driver's uh, the driver's window would uh, roll down, but wouldn't roll up. Said, oh, it's, it's the regulator. I'm thinking, because I'm thinking electronics, electronic regulator. A regulator is like a, I think it's a plastic thing that, that has something to do with the window mechanism. Those of you who uh, who know a bit more about cars will know all about this, but I know it's quite common. I think sometimes you have nylon cogs that uh, these things can strap or who knows where or whatever. Um, and then I think what was the next problem I had? I think I had a problem with the um, the, do the the driver's door uh, locking mechanism, and um, so let me think. I think yes, I could open it from the driver's door, but I couldn't lock it. So I had to go around to the passenger's door to lock the car, which was a bit irritating. But it was a cheap car, and I thought, well, uh, I could up with that. Oh, so. The, the car was, oh, I don't know, 1,700 £1, pounds UK here at the time, this old car. And um, I guess if you bought it privately, it would have cost you about 500 pounds. Uh, but, uh, but it turned out to be a really, really good car, so it turned out to be a good buy. But I saw that, so the, um, the driver's lock failed. And then uh, the boot the boot lock failed, um, so I had to get a, a piece of. Well, actually, the going back to the driver's door. Um, then what happened was that the, when I opened the passenger door, it didn't open the driver's door. So I had to lie a bit of string from the door handle onto the passenger seat and uh, I'd give that a pull and that would unlock the door. Uh, so that was a bit annoying. And then the uh, boot lock mechanism failed and I had to put a, I think I had to put a string on that so I could open that. Uh, and the, the final uh, Often was that um, I was finding it. I found that uh, well, it, was, it was starting to use a tiny bit of oil, I mean, very very little, um, which in itself wasn't a problem and not un unsurprising for a car with 170,000 miles. But um, the uh, I was finding it very very difficult to get into the the bonnet. You know, it's the Where the engine is at the front of the car, I could could get into that, and uh, finding it very difficult. I think I managed to get into it once, and I thought, well, this is ridiculous, because um, I need because you know now that it's using a wee touch of oil every month or so, I need to put a bit of oil in, um, and if I can't get the the bonnet open, then um, it's going to run out of oil. So I thought at that point, now that I've got so many things, so so many. 
mechanically things going wrong um, it's now time to get rid of the car but as far as the engine and the you know the gearbox and steering you know, all the important things to the car uh, they continue to, to work to the day I got rid of the car it drove still drove lovely uh, so yeah that was a, a good uh, a good car yeah 170,000 miles utterly reliable other than locks and such like that was a that was a weak point I think the, the trouble with it was that Ford had some sort of security key it was a kind of round key I think they, they tended to wear but I mean I suppose with such a high mileage it must have been open closed open closed open closed and just and unexpected wear in the car you know Sun's very low this morning. It's uh, right in my eyes. It's now 6:40. 12 degrees outside. Trip counter saying 63.5 miles. Cars done. Oh, so down. 54,000. Uh, one thing about this car, it's uh, this new car I've got, new car, I've had it a year or so now, and it's not new by any means, <coughs> is it's uh, it's quite uneconomical. It's, um, it's a 1.6 petrol automatic, this, this new car I've got, and uh, it does, ooh, it, when I first got it, I think it did about... Uh, 27 miles to the gallon, something like that. And uh, I think when I got it and I started driving it, if anything, the mileage actually crept down a bit as well. So it wasn't like they were driving with a, you know the previous owner was driving with a lead foot. I think it had been quite well looked after, really. Other than the, the alloys have been curbed quite a lot. I think it was used in a school run. Um, but. Um, And I think it must have been about a, oh, I don't know, it must have been over over the pace of a year or so, it, uh, the miles per gallon crept up and crept up, and it's still keeping up in fact, and uh, it's now, according to the onboard computer, doing 32.2, maybe that's not bad for 1.6 uh, automatic, I don't know. to uh, more modern cars uh, they do a lot more miles per gallon uh, wife's car does 44 to the gallon and a colleague at work he's got a hybrid and it does uh, 70 odd to the gallon so uh, yeah that's, that's pretty good um, 
here. I don't need commentary about my car. But uh, I couldn't really think of anything to talk about. I hope we didn't find it too boring. I'm just uh, approaching my uh, destination at work. this or not, it seems like all the old rambling rubbish. Um, right, I'm just supposedly to check the quality as well, because there's a barrier I need to go through. Just roll the window down. Oh, it's so nice to have a window, electric window that rolls up and down. That was another thing I had to I just roll the window back up again. In the past, with the previous car, I had to get out the car, uh, Use my pass and clamber back into car into the car. That was uh, fun in the middle of winter. <laughs> it's a ten miles per hour uh, limit here in the uh, company car park, and there's a bicycle in front of me, and he's doing the same speed. A bump. Oh, stopping. Okay. And I'm just about to park up. The sun's so bright, I can't see the edge of the curb. I'm a bit far out. I think I might just go back a bit. me opening the door so I could see how close I was to the curb and a uh, car warning me oh you're driving with the door open I know I'm driving with the door open I'm no daft anyway I've reached my destination um, I still don't know whether I'm going to post this or not <laughs> uh, well anyway if, if you're listening Dave it'd be great to hear from you again anyway if you want to contact me, I can be contacted at mrx at hpr at googlemail.com that's mrx at hpr the at symbol googlemail.com so until next time thank you and goodbye Listen, listen, You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. 
We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.